I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can also catch my live radio broadcast weekday mornings 6 to 9 on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. And of course, you can subscribe to these podcasts at iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. And you can also catch them at HeidiHarris.com. And I post them on the Facebook page, Heidi Harris Show Facebook page. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how students are basically abandoning free speech. Now, we know the stories, and we see the various cable shows that go out and talk to students about free speech, and we hear about the protests and all those kinds of things, right? And I kind of yawn when I see some of those stories, but it is a serious issue. A survey recently done in January by the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education found that 57% of students believe schools should be able to restrict student expression of political views that are hurtful or offensive to others while 60% of students believe promoting an inclusive environment that is welcoming to a diverse group of students is more important than protecting student speech rights. Whoa, wait a minute. I thought diversity included everybody's opinion. (laughs) I'm completely confused about this. No, seriously, this is nuts. Really? Here's the crazy thing. Apparently, some schools have what they call the bias response team, BRTs. They're now used in some form in hundreds of schools, according to an article recently written for the Philadelphia Inquirer by Nicole Neely. This is crazy. BRTs. And what they basically do is they urge individuals to report fellow students and professors' speech that they perceive as biased. And of course, we don't really know what biased speech is. Is that something you disagree with? That's frightening. When you think about the fact that this is almost like North Korea, because in most of the world, you can't really say, you know what I think, without risking a firing squad, right? But you've got people walking around campus who are reporting professors and students for saying something they might disagree with. We're talking about disagreeing, by the way. We're not talking about things that are hateful or threatening anyone's life or whatever. And of course, hateful is a subjective word. Who really defines hateful? There are a lot of people who think if you disagree with their point of view, you hate them. And it's kind of ludicrous, and we know all about that. And an interesting point that Nicole Neely wrote about in the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer is the fact that a lot of Americans forget the free speech was an essential tool in the fight for diversity and inclusion throughout history. Minority views held by people like suffragists, anti-racist protesters, and gay rights activists were categorized as hateful and dangerous and targeted for censorship and silencing. That's absolutely true. By the way, Nicole Neely is the president and founder of Speech First. It's a membership association committed to preserving college students' First Amendment rights to free speech. But it's got to scare you to death when somebody's walking around campus waiting for you to say something they don't agree with. We're not talking about, once again, threatening people's lives or anything like that. We're talking about something you may not agree with. That's pretty frightening, but it seems to be common. Here's another crazy example. Cornell University was going to have a forum where they were going to talk a little bit about uh, abortion. Janique Stewart was invited. She's an African-American, a pro-life speaker with Life Training Institute. And she was going to come and she was going to talk about the fact that abortion is moral wrong, according to her. Okay, And according to a lot of people. But there are other people who may not think it's a problem. They may just think it's a matter of you know getting a tooth pulled or something. Anyway, the fact of the matter is they invited her. But then the group withdrew the invitation upon finding out that she was an outspoken defender of marriage as between one man and one woman and biblical sexuality. So I guess she's probably was probably not going to talk about biblical sexuality or men or women being married or anything like that. She was going to talk about abortion. And by the way, if you're gay 
there's no point in you going to an abortion conversation, is there? Because if you're two women who are sleeping together, you're not going to get pregnant. Or two guys, you're not going to get anybody pregnant. So why are you even there? Just go to the bar or the cafeteria or something, for heaven's sake. Janique Stewart said, It was explained to me that having someone on campus who believed the way I did was tantamount to allowing a racist to speak who held pro-slavery and pro-Holocaust views. She said, I was also told that their concern was that many of the students would be offended by my beliefs and would not be able to focus or listen to my speech. It's pretty frightening nowadays that people can't even hear something that offends them because they clearly have their minds made up at 20 or 21 or 22 years old. They think they know everything and anything that disagrees with them is offensive. I have news for you. You can walk down the street and hear people speaking in ways that might offend you or talking about things that might offend them. You can sit at a Starbucks and hear people saying all kinds of things that might offend you. But we have gotten so sensitive about this, it's ludicrous. And as I have talked about many times, and I mentioned in my recent book, it's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, nobody's entitled to not be offended. You walk down the street, somebody's going to have an opinion on everything. You know, I leave the house, somebody might have an opinion on the fact that I wear what we call in radio land, radio sloppy, clothes to work. I do. I don't spend a lot of time on my clothes in the morning before I go to the radio station, and most people don't. And the fact of the matter is I could spend that extra half an hour reading for my show, or I could spend it choosing my outfit. So I choose to go radio sloppy. There may be people who don't like that. There may be people who don't like what I drive, the kind of car I have or how clean it is on the inside or how many dogs I have or the kind of dogs I have or, you know, who I marry to or what kind of music I listen to or anything like that. Someone's going to have an opinion about everything in your life. They may not express those thoughts, but they're certainly going to have an opinion. If you go and have lunch someplace, somebody's going to have an opinion about, wow, you're going to eat that? Wow, really? You're going to eat all that? That kind of thing, right? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're eating meat. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're eating nuts and twigs. Whatever it might be. Pretty scary, though, that Janique Stewart was told that college students at Cornell would be offended by her speech and her belief and would not be able to focus or listen to her speech. I mean, how crazy is that? Just because she disagrees with them. It's scary to live in a vacuum or a little bubble like that with a bunch of people who go, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I have friends all over the map. I have friends who are left, right, center. I have one of my friends calls herself a small C conservative because she's conservative on some things, not necessarily on the social issues. I hear a lot of people say that. I have friends of all races, all beliefs. And my attitude about it is there's something about you that I appreciate or we aren't friends. So it's something else. I rarely talk about politics with my friends, frankly, and very rarely with my friends who aren't on my political spectrum because first of all, I'm off work. And secondly, I don't want to argue with you about politics. Let's spend time doing something else that we have in common. That's the way I see it. But when these kids are going to college and they have already, just in a couple of years in college, because most of the time in high school, nobody cares about this. You get to college and already your mind is shut to listening to other points of view. That's pretty scary stuff. Remember, you are going to be surrounded by people with whom you disagree constantly every day of your life. And you're going to see things on television you don't agree with. You're going to see things uh, in billboard ads and uh, internet ads and things like that that you totally disagree with. And you can just turn it off, change the channel, drive down a different street, uh, you know, click off, whatever you have to do to get away from it. You don't have to 
subject yourself to it. Now, you should know it's there. You should know how other people think. And it wouldn't hurt you to have a conversation with somebody who sees things differently than you do. I certainly see the world very differently than I did when I was 21, 22 years old. I think most people do. But if you shut yourself off from listening to another point of view or reading a book that challenges your assumptions about things, you are in huge trouble. Personally, I don't read right-leaning books that tell me what I already know. I just don't. I don't have time for that stuff. If you're going to just repeat what I already know, regurgitate, you know, get on LexisNexis and pull a bunch of quotes and throw that in a book and have some ghostwriter write it and slap your name on it, I'm not interested. But if you're actually going to share with me a different point of view, something I hadn't thought of before, a different way of thinking about it, or your personal experience, that's what life is all about. It's about changing and growing and seeing things differently. Now, that does not mean that you give up your core beliefs. I have core beliefs that you're not going to shake with any conversation I'm going to have. I'm a Christian. I believe that the Bible is correct, and I believe in biblical principles. That doesn't mean I adhere to them all the time perfectly, because obviously I'm a sinner like anybody else. And am I going to cuss at somebody in traffic? Yeah, I'll keep my window closed, but I'll cuss at somebody in traffic. Do I gossip on occasion like every other human being in the world just about? Yeah, I fall there too. There are lots of things. I can lay out all my sins like anybody else, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe that there's a standard. I'm trying to meet that standard. I don't know that I ever will, but you're not going to change my mind on that particular issue. But that doesn't mean we can't have a conversation. And for this young lady, Janique Stewart, to be denied an ability to speak at Cornell to explain to people that she believes abortion is morally wrong, once again, just ignore her if you don't think she's right. Don't even go to the speech if you don't want to have to hear a different point of view, because you're not going to hear that from Planned Parenthood. You're going to hear it's no big deal. Just go ahead and do it. And it's good to hear from people who've been through what you've been through. For example, I have friends who are divorced and uh, dating after many, many years of being married. Well, I was single for a long time. I'm on the other end of the spectrum, right? Then I got married, and I'm still married. Plan to stay married. But when I talk to them about my dating experiences, and I am very tuned in to when guys say this or that because I've been there, done that, lived in the trenches. When I share that with somebody who's been married for a long time and never really went through that, what is she supposed to do? Ignore me? She can. But what's she going to do? Ignore my, my point of view? I'm not saying I'm right about everything. It's my experience. It's my point of view. Why do people watch YouTube videos? I watch YouTube videos all the time. I watched one today from a woman. I really like her sense of style. And she was talking about how you can you know, wear different pieces and have like 10 or 12 pieces and wear 30 different outfits. I need help with that. I need to clean up my closet and, and really sharpen up my wardrobe. So I'm learning from somebody. I watch YouTube videos about how to groom my dogs because I have a couple of dogs that need a lot of grooming. So I'm always learning. Isn't that what it's all about? And what's interesting to me also is a lot of these kids at Cornell or any place who are worried about being triggered by somebody's point of view, well, don't they watch videos about things that teach people how to do things? And isn't everything you've ever learned taught to you by a sinner? We're all sinners. We're all basically rotten. We all fall short. Everything you've ever learned in your life, you've learned from a sinner. I don't care if it's a book you agree with politically or not. That book was written by a sinner. The Bible was written by sinners. That was written by God, ultimately. But it was written, the stories were written by human beings. And, of course, it's, you know, God-inspired, absolutely. 
But these people, you look and see all the times that they fall, which is another reason you look at it and you say, it must be true, because if they <laughs> weren't telling the truth, they would never admit their foibles, right? They would never admit how many times they fell. So when you get out in the real world and you learn something, you're going to learn something from somebody who has a different experience than you do. That's why you are watching their YouTube video. That's why you're on their Instagram. You might look on Instagram and say, hey, I want an idea for cheap bookcases. You're learning from someone else's experience. If you stay in that bubble that you're in and only listen to the people you want to listen to, how are you going to learn anything about anything in life? Because everything you learn in life is either based on your biblical reading or someone else's life experiences that they have put in a book, in a YouTube video, someplace to make it simple for you to pass that knowledge on to others. And the idea that these kids at Cornell don't even want to hear from a woman who speaks from a different perspective, once again, you're free to reject everything she says. That's pretty frightening. And to have people running around ratting a professor or a student out for saying something they disagree with, that ought to scare the heck out of everybody. Because now we're talking North Korea, now we're talking China, now we're talking a lot of countries where, you know what I think, can get you killed. I don't want to live there, and I'm sure you don't either. And someday these kids are going to get out in the real world, and they are going to get the shock of their lives. And if college is all about preparing kids for the real world, which we keep hearing it is, this is no way to do it. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can join me for my live radio show weekday mornings 6 to 9 on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. You can check out HeidiHarris.com. My website, pick up a copy of my latest book. I've written two so far. The latest is called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. And it's a great book even if you don't like me or know who I am or whatever you might like it if you like radio stuff. And it's got great behind-the-scenes stories and some encouragement if you've been through it, which we all have. Uh, in life. So I hope you like it and check it out at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. 